You're listening to the Blaine and Alyssa podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the Sonic, well, talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and the recent movie. And Alyssa had already had done a video um, about uh, the movie and what she thought about it, so I thought it'd be really neat to uh, get with her and kind of like talk Sonic and Sonic the Hedgehog movie in this podcast. Thanks for having me, Blaine. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for uh, hopping on and talking with us. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes. So, you had a really good review on uh, the Sonic movie, so this will be, like, really spoiler-heavy from the get-go. If you haven't saw the movie yet, we recommend you, uh, if you're... I'm not a fan of spoilers. This will probably have uh, quite a few spoilers in the podcast. So, before we get into like talking about the movie, I wanted to. I was really curious about what was your introduction to Sonic the Hedgehog. So, my introduction to Sonic was my uncle who actually bought us the Sega Genesis and the Sonic the Hedgehog game. So pretty basic, just the first Sonic game uh, was my introduction to him. And then slowly but surely, like throughout the 90s, uh, my older brother and I were uh, playing all the Sonic games and then early 2000s. I was only like three in the 90s. So throughout um, all the Sonic game releases and everything, um, my older brother and I, we just like bought all the games and we played all of them. And we watched as many of the Sonic TV shows as we could. There were, like, three at the same time. And then uh, Sonic X in the early, late 2000s. But, so my... uh, um, I've been with Sonic since basically his conception. That's awesome. Yeah, because I'm really curious... I'm actually not sure what my introduction to Sonic the Hedgehog was because I was, you know, an 80s baby. And so... It was either the cartoon or the game. I'm not sure which came first, but they, um, I had cousins that had the game, and so I eventually eventually got my own Sega Genesis, and that was like the first one of the first games I got was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And so that was kind of like my first Sonic game, and you know it's a you know it's a classic because that was the one where they introduced uh, being able to turn into supersonic right so that was really fun being able to be invincible so long as you were collecting rings mm-hmm. yeah the sonic 3 sonic 3 knuckles those are two of the better sonic games uh, i i think they're they're just like the levels and uh, the music, everything just like plays out so perfectly, and you get introduced to Knuckles, and um, there's just like a- another level of depth after that game that the Sonic universe reaches. Right. Yeah, because I like um, it's kind of similar, not to like pop off of Sonic, but it was very similar to uh, Mega Man X. Like once it got in the first one, they're just you're just getting into the game and they're just having like certain features and after they introduced enough features it got to be really like a robust game play right once Sonic had like I mean in the first game he couldn't spin dash 
So when they finally introduced that in the second game, and they gave you Tails, and then in the third game, they gave you Super Sonic. So, I mean, it took, you know, a while for them to really make Sonic into the hero that he is now, but once it did, the I mean, the result is fantastic. Yes, definitely. And it is, uh, there's just so much different you know, Sonic lore and just so many characters and stuff. So it's just neat. Um, so let's get into the uh, Sonic movie. I was wondering, what was your opinion of uh, the Longclaw character? Um, it's interesting that they introduced this new kind of Oracle into the Sonic universe because there hasn't really been one. Uh, like not like an oracle like you know like a leader that's kind of like Longclaw it's they don't really have that a lot of the characters um they're not I don't want to say peasants but like on they're like on a lower level they're not highly regarded until they really like complete an adventure so just introducing um somebody with this much wisdom and this much intelligence right away into this movie it's really interesting because we haven't really seen that in Sonic before We've had like stoic characters and intelligent characters and pretty much all different kinds, but never really an oracle, somebody like of wisdom. And, um, so I didn't mind it so much that they introduced a new character. I, I had no problem with it, but it did take me a little bit off guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you would expect uh, a caretaker to be like, maybe like an older hedgehog. So having an owl be the kind of like the mentor was like a little bit different i was like oh who is this right i think they chose an owl because in uh like children's books or movies or pretty much like fairy tales and stuff like that owls are really a sign of wisdom so i think they chose an owl just because of the symbolism that usually is um, attached to owls yeah i can see that and then uh, they introduced. They also introduced the Echidna tribe. So maybe the next movie will have Knuckles. Right. I was um, I was thinking about that too. I didn't say it in my video, but a big part of throughout the movie Sonic saying that he has to go to a different planet. He has to go to a mushroom planet. I'm like already spoiling it, but he has to go to a mushroom planet. And in Sonic Three, one of the places you meet Knuckles is a mushroom zone. So I thought maybe they would tie that in and maybe you would end up seeing Knuckles at some point or maybe even like in a second movie, you'll see Knuckles and he'll be there on the Mushroom Planet. Maybe um, that's how they'll tie him in. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, you got a good point. Because those uh, power rings are able to warp. So if the Echidna tribe gets access to those, then that might be a way of getting Robotnik back into uh, Earth. Right. Um, I do think that's probably one way it could happen because I'm not sure the technology otherwise is on this planet to get Robotnik yeah. back to Earth. <laughs> I, you know, he's like carrying around this giant rock, but I don't know what he's going to be able to do with a rock and maybe some sticks and fungi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, the uh, rock he's carrying around is kind of like a like maybe something like a, the Castaway, where he's got Wilson 
because his assistant was uh, his last name was Stone, if I'm rem- remembering. Right, it was, and then they was his last name Stone simply for the pun where at the end when Robotnik's carrying around a rock and <laughs> he can just call him Stone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, when I was, uh, what did you think of uh, Doctor Robotnik in this? I know you kind of talked about him a little bit on your uh, your review, but what what was your opinion of Doctor Robotnik? Um, I actually held myself back in my review because I didn't want to go on for an extremely long time. But I think the Robotnik character was written differently than any Robotnik or Eggman we've ever seen. So I was a little bit mad that he was different in this way, but I don't think Jim Carrey was a bad cast for the way that they wrote him. I right. think this I think this Robotnik had different intentions than any Robotnik we've ever seen. So this one where normally uh, Eggman's and like different television shows or movies or whatever in the different video games, he had like one goal and that goal was to defeat Sonic and take over the world. Right. But in this one, his goal is to defeat Sonic, but not to take over the world. He just wants to use Sonic as an experiment to make his inventions better. Which didn't really feel like a goal Eggman would ever have, but I'm not saying that it's not like it's something that he couldn't have. So it was just really interesting that they took this robotic character and changed his motivations from taking over the world to improving himself. Right. And I didn't really have uh, that much of an issue with Jim Carrey playing Dr. Robotnik as much as uh, it looking like Dr. Robotnik is an earthling instead of a Mobian. Right. That, that was kind of my thing too, is where Robotnik is like supposed to be from where Sonic is from. So having a, this robotic character be from Earth instead of Mobius, it just like it didn't feel right to me. Where like it just, but I think that's kind of what they were hoping for is that you know it is an origin story for both of them, and you're not really supposed to be familiar with the characters at the beginning, but you can't really do that with Sonic, right? I mean, I. In the back of my mind, I was thinking, what if Dr. Robotnik in the Sonic movie isn't Dr. Robotnik that we know? What if it's maybe like a descendant of the real Dr. Robotnik? Yeah, that's that's a good theory. Um, I was thinking it could be the, um, just like the Earth's version, like, you know, a, not a multiverse, but just every planet has their own sort of version of him and maybe this is just Earth's uh, since like multiverses and stuff like that is like the new Hollywood thing. Right. Yeah, because it would be really, really like if you, if he, like the Dr. Robotnik that we know would would show up on that mushroom planet and like he's the, the Dr. Robotnik in the film was like an orphan or whatever and he just was like somehow warped to Earth and adopted by like humans or whatever. Yeah, uh, that I think that there's it would explain his intelligence too because his 
Um, he's just so smart and weird and kind of quirky. Like even for Earth and people on Earth, like he's a different level of intelligence and like everybody around him is just kind of like, yeah, he's a little weird, but he's smart and we need him, kind of thing. Right. So. so yeah, it could be like a superhero thing where he ends up on Earth, but but he you know has all this intelligence that would maybe be normal like on a different planet. Right. So that's an interesting theory. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, like some more uh, origin of the Doctor Robotnik film because they can really do a lot of different things with him, especially being that they have to get him from a mushroom planet back to Earth. Yeah, um, I think I'm not saying the writers dug themselves a hole. Uh, there are plenty of other like newer villains in Sonic games that they can pick from. So it's not like, you know, they dug themselves a hole or any means like that. But uh, I really do think their best bet would be introducing Knuckles on this mushroom planet. And that way Robotnik can leave the mushroom planet through rings and um, you kind of get like an introduction to Knuckles and it just like, like ties it all into the video games in some way. Right. And if they uh, they introduce Knuckles, they can introduce the Master Emerald and the Chaos Emeralds, and he can use those to war. Right. So, really, Knuckles is like the whole um, connection between the Master Emeralds, the Chaos Emeralds, and if he's introduced, then Sonic can get to his supersonic powers, and uh, Eggman or Robotnik really has like uh, another motivation to like uh, make his badniks better because Chaos Emeralds emit this sort of strange energy and he could want those emeralds to make his badniks even better and then stronger which would make Sonic have to work harder and also get the emeralds in order to beat them What did you uh, think about Kale, the start little cameo near the end of the movie? Um, I think it was a good introduction to what they want to do for, like, the next movies. Um, maybe they're, like, slowly but surely going to introduce all the characters. It kind of sucked that they didn't introduce them sooner, in my opinion. Like, kind of at the end of the movie when everyone's happy. And then before they go to the credits, they introduce him. Because not everyone stays through the credits. Like, you know, if you think, oh, it's not a Marvel movie, I can go. <laughs> right. So, um, I think maybe if they had introduced him sooner rather than later, you probably would have gotten more attention from it instead of just like everybody having to sit and wait through the end credits. Because then it's just kind of like, well, okay, so that's something. And then you leave. Like, it's not, I don't know. Um, I think they could have introduced him better. But I like the design that they did for Tails. I can't imagine what it must have looked like before. Oh, they had to redesign the entire movie because this design really does look like Tails. I really don't have any problems with it. It feels Tails, Um, but I can't imagine what it would have looked like before they had to redesign and reanimate the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, because I really uh, liked uh, the Tails design as well. Tails is kind of like my, like you know, not you know. Sonic aside, he's like my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog character. 
just right. intelligence and the ability of to fly and stuff. It's just he's just a really cool character. Yeah, Tails is fantastic. Like once you uh, once he's introduced in Sonic Two, like there is no wait, who's this character? It's just you immediately fall in love with him because he's just so much fun and his design is really unique because he's a fox with two tails, not just one, and he's really smart and. Uh, there's just really something special about Tails so um, yeah I but I really liked what they did with his design and I think it's great that in the movie he wants to come and save Sonic because that's um, kind of his thing in the games and the other TV shows is that Tails always wants to take care of Sonic like they're best friends it's like Tails' job he's I need to take care of Sonic so I'm really glad they didn't change that part about his uh, personality Yes, I'm looking forward to like the Tails and Sonic origin story with the film because it's kind of because he's like was raised by Longclaw, so I'm trying to figure out place Tails into that universe, and I'm trying to think how Tails plays a part in the whole Longclaw um, with Sonic growing up, how he knows of Sonic. Yeah, uh, I don't in Sonic X. Um, they come across each other just, like, randomly. Um, I don't exactly remember how they do it, but, like, Tails is building an airplane, and Sonic sees it and, take, like, wants a ride or something. Like, tells to paint it blue. Some, something, like, around those lines. I don't exactly remember. So, like, other television shows, when they have, like, met, or, like, they tell you how they met, it's really just kind of, like, passed by. Uh, Sonic's like, oh yeah, you should paint that plane blue, and then they become friends, kind of thing. So right. I think it'll, it'll be nice to see something a little bit deeper instead of just, oh, you should paint that plane blue, and then they become friends. It would be nice to see something deeper than just, uh, you know, paint blue. I don't know. Just I'm uh, hoping for something deeper. <laughs> yes, maybe maybe Long Claw had survived the Echidnas and. He just raised a bunch of other uh, Mobians. Yeah, it would. I do like. I know um, the way that Mobius is. You know, in, in my head, I just like see it as you know a very like an Earth, but the uh, anamorphic uh, creatures. And so I see it in my head that way, but I know that maybe that's not how all the other writers saw it. So I, I'm interested to see like how many other species or tribes or things that they also maybe had planned but cut in like a deleted scene or something. Yeah. Because they have all kinds of different uh, resources to pull from because they have like the Sonic Hedgehog cartoon that was based off of the comics, the that, that Sonic the Hedgehog, what I call the Sonic the Hedgehog light. It was the uh, cartoon that would always end what Sonic says and it would give advice to kids. It was more Kids were more of the target audience. Uh, right. The other cartoon, because the other cartoon, it was like, what's what's the word I want to use? It wasn't like, it was more targeted toward like teens and preteens than like kids, because Sonic the Hedgehog is like uh, the light one was like, I want to say the target audience was like eight and up, and the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. And that t- the other one that was more of a um, 
11 to 12 because they have like a lot of like serious stuff going on in that cartoon you have like animals being roboticized and oh yeah i think about like uh the sad am and sonic adventures of sonic the hedgehog i mean there is so much that um just in like 90s early 2000s television shows for sonic that were just like a little dark but like there was a Sonic Underground was a TV show about Sonic and his siblings, and they played music and taught kids to be nice to one each other uh, to, to each other. But there's one episode they find a lost baby and they're trying to find the mom, but it turns out the baby's a robot. But the only reason they find this out is because uh, Sonic's brother drops him from an incredibly high uh, elevation, and the baby hits the ground and just like breaks into little pieces because it's a robot but this entire time you're thinking that's like a real baby but then it hits the ground and it's like nope it's a robot but you don't know it until it hits the ground so like you just think you're about to watch a baby die as a 7 year old like you're 7 years old and you're watching this baby fall to the ground so I mean I'm not saying that like the Sonic cartoons have ever done a great job with uh, sensitive topics but I do think, like, the Sonic movie has a chance to really um, interact more with children. And you can kind of tell that with, like, Sonic Fortnite dancing or mentioning live streaming and stuff like that. Yes, because my, my wife, who's not even, like, really a part of the geek culture, she enjoyed the movie. So I think it's kind of a way of, like, meeting the geeks and non-geeks halfway and making, like, a, a movie that you know, more general audiences can enjoy. Right. I think they did a good job with, like, coming between it. I do think, like, uh, it was, like, maybe 60-40 or 65-35, kind of, like, more towards Hollywood leaning, but like, but they found a purpose with the rings, and they gave Sonic the red shoes and the gloves, and, like, they changed the design so it was more Sonic. So they gave us something. And then, um, like, they do call Robotniks, uh, robots badniks in the movie, which is something, too. Um, so they do their best to make sure that, uh, the people who have been with Sonic their entire lives get a chance to see the things that they love on screen. But I do think, like, they were going more for a kid's movie rather than a Sonic movie just because... There's a lot of parallels between other, um, like, best friend children's adventures where, you know, they're fish out of water and they need help and someone like Tom comes in and helps them out and the power of friendship saves the day kind of thing. Right. But um, I think, you know, overall, I'm, I'm not disappointed in the movie. I mean, I'm disappointed that it was more Hollywood than it was Sonic, but I'm not upset that it was a horrible movie like the movie was fine it was a you know it wasn't horrible wasn't great but like you know it wasn't like i went and wasted you know my money kind of thing right so if you had one of the power rings where would you go where would i go uh i would probably go to disney world (laughs) just (laughs) No one can stop me. Just think about, you know, Magic Kingdom and just magically appear there. But, I mean, that's 
where I would end up going. I know that, like, you know, for people who don't have, like, I mean, Sonic literally said they're for emergencies only, but if I had one and I could go anywhere, I'm going to Disney World. Nice. And let's see. Yeah, cause I like the way they did the power ring. Because in, um, in the cartoon that was based off of the comic book, his, uh, his uncle uh, Chuck had made a machine that would produce one every 24 hours. So for the adventure of that like episode, he'd have one power ring that he could utilize, and it was a, a speed booster. Uh, I think that was the gimmick of that cartoon, was that it was a ring that could uh, increase the power and speed of when used. I think they had other uses for it. That was like the main uh, use of it. Right. I, I remember that too, vaguely, but I, I kind of remember it. And, you know, I think rings are so important in Sonic. Like, you know, once you become Super Sonic, you need the rings. And then, like, when you're on the Chaos Emerald um, uh, levels, you need to get rings or you need to, like, do something to get them. And so, I, I mean, I really do think rings are so important to Sonic. They're more important to Sonic than coins are to Mario. Um, I, I honestly think that, like, if you don't have a have rings in Sonic the Hedgehog, then you might as well not make it Sonic. True. So, I like, I like the idea of uh, having them be the warp rings and being able to warp to different places. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like the idea of warping places too. Um, I think it really works out, especially because um, it kind of like makes it so it's like planets are kind of like the zones, you know, where you had like Green Hill and Chemical Plant or, you know, Mushroom Hill zone, stuff like that. So I, I really do think it works out better that they did that. So that way, like uh, when Sonic, you know, would go to a different zone, maybe. Because he does jump through rings, like, in the first few Sonic games. Like, to end a level, you jump through a ring. So, right. uh, the teleportation through a ring really, I mean, works in their favor. Yes, and in bonus games, so you have the Chaos Emerald, you would have, like, a big ring that you would jump in. So. Right, so, like, a, a teleportation ring isn't um, any different than what we see in the games. So I, I really didn't have a problem with the teleportation rings. I thought it was a good use of them. And it um, explained why Sonic was on Earth in the first place. And then him needing to like go to a different planet so people don't take his power, things like that. Right. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing them like explain like his power. See, they kind of like uh, scooped him up in this uh, in this movie because he's able to like have the lightning and the like. Even before like supersonic level, he's able to do quite a few different things. Yeah, I was a little. I don't know how I feel about the electricity that he's emitting throughout the entire movie. I feel like that's a little odd. Um, because like in the games and stuff, all you need to do is jump on people and or like jump on the badniks and they explode. Um, but I don't mind so much that he doesn't know how to use his power, but it did feel kind of weird that like to describe how fast he's going or just like the amount of power they have, they chose electricity. Right. 
But he did read those Flash uh, comic books, so I don't know. Maybe he learned some, some Flash speedster stuff. Right, maybe he just... Uh, I, I do think, um, you know, he... I felt... One of the other things I felt like during the movie was I was really confused as to how um, he was just able to understand english or things like but i guess you know they spoke english on mobius but um he could read and i just um you know if he could read how could he not like find his own way to san francisco like you know you just open up a map that's how you get to san francisco and i feel like he could just like hold it in front of him and run to san francisco he wouldn't need tom but i do think because sonic was so motivated by friendship in this movie he didn't want to leave Tom. Like, there was, like, a bit of fear in, in him that if he had left Tom, then uh, what really was the point of even going to Earth in the first place kind of thing. You know, if he doesn't make a friend there, because he had a friend on Mobius and Longclaw, so if he didn't have a friend on Earth, then what was the point of going, kind of? Right. Yeah, I felt like he just didn't want to be alone. Like he would it wasn't the fact that he didn't know or couldn't go on his own. It was more he wanted a companion to travel with him. You know, he just didn't want to yeah. didn't want to be lonely. Yeah, I he even mentioned in the movie about his lonely loneliness. Yeah, um, some when I put up my review, I I told everybody that I had missed. You know, if uh good chunk of like the beginning of the movie just because i i didn't make it to the theater quite fast enough before it started because where i live the movie theater is an hour away um so when i left i ended up just being late to the theater and uh so i was i ended up listening to some like other podcasts and uh watching some uh, other review videos about it before i finally went in and recorded mine so I had like some vague ideas of what was happening and like characters and stuff, but um, somebody in my comment section said I wasn't informed enough to make a review because I didn't actually watch the whole movie because really? I missed. Yeah, he said I, I missed some of the like character introductions, but I don't think they really fully introduced what a character wanted, um, like what Sonic wanted, until later. So, normally in a screenplay or in a movie, you know what a, a character wants um, about, like, five or ten minutes in. You should know just straight up what they want. So, like, for Tom, he wanted a, uh, like, ten minutes in, but then, like, Tom's introduced. He, like, you know he wants a bigger purpose. Like, he wants... Um, he wants to save some lives. He doesn't feel like he's being fulfilled in Green Hills. So he wants to move to San Francisco where he thinks he will be fulfilled. So you know that. And I think Sonic is so motivated by fear in the beginning of the movie that he doesn't really get what he wants until Tom says, this, there's this thing called a bucket list. Make it and then we'll and then you'll like know what you want to do before you die or before you leave Earth. So I don't think you really understand what Sonic truly wants until later in the film anyway, because he's so motivated by fear the whole other time. 
Right. Um, and even like robotics not introduced until maybe like a half an hour into the movie. And the only thing you know that he wants is to find Sonic and catch him. So, I mean, everything is like characters um, that are spaced out like that. Uh, you know, I don't really uh, have a problem with uh, like character introductions or anything like that. Uh, Sonic's the main character, so he, you should know like right away what he wants. But I think they skipped that part at the beginning of the movie just because the beginning of the movie he just wants to be safe. So it's like a really fear motivated until later when he finally finds Tom and is comfortable with Tom. Nice. Yeah, when um, Robotnik had grabbed the quill, did you have the thought that Metal Sonic would be introduced in the first movie? Because I was kind of getting excited about Metal Sonic. I did, because (laughs) in the 1997 movie, I think it was 1997, uh, they did like an anime-style Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and Eggman uses... Sonic's powers and copies his DNA and makes Metal Sonic. But, so I really thought that was how they were going to take this movie was they were going to give me a Metal Sonic or just like a, maybe like version, like 1.0 of a Metal Sonic. Like, not something, you know, absolutely pristine and perfect, but maybe just something of that kind. But we never got it, and I was a little disappointed. Right. It was just a fuel for his bad mix, uh, not not a uh, Metal Sonic. Because I believe I've, wa- I've watched the uh, the anim- anime movie that you're talking about, where uh, I-, I think even Metal Sonic was giving his like jacket to one of the bird characters. I feel like I remember that happening. Yeah. Um, so there's like a, an owl, another owl, who crash lands on this island that Sonic and Tails live on and promises to watch it while Sonic and Tails are gone and Metal Sonic ends up going back to the island and ends up giving all of like Sonic's clothes to this owl and <laughs> yeah. just says you can have them <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was funny yeah it was like a skateboard hat yeah. coat stuff like that yeah, he's, he's not going to be needing this anytime soon. Right, he's like, you know, Metal Sonic's goal is to kill Sonic, so just, you know, this owl might as well take all his clothes. He's not going to come back for him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But I think the um, the quill being used to power his, his uh, stuff was maybe like a, a nod to the fact that he used animals in his robots in the um, like the the video games and stuff. Yeah, I think so. I don't think they could have had animals inside the robots for this movie. I no, think, no. I think they would have gotten too much flack from different companies. I won't oh, yes. names, but <laughs> I I do <laughs> think that they would have gotten too much flack, and then uh, I think it it would have worked against them and they it, it just would have been too horrible 
and I think it would have been a little bit dark for a children's movie. Yeah. I think it's I think it's different in games because uh, you're the one freeing them, so it's a little like it's a little bit better. It's like you know you jump on it and the little animal comes out and you're like oh I saved this animal like you know um, kind of like a little celebration of sorts. Yes. Um, but I don't think you can do that in this film <laughs> because in reality, just it's just so dark and demented. Like, you know, he's taking animals and enslaving these animals and you just can't do that. And you, you just can't do that in Hollywood. <laughs> yes, definitely. But I, I do think the uh, quill must've been a, a nod to that because I mean, that was like an essential part of Sonic games. Originally it was once you defeat Robotnik, you free all the animals. Yeah. This is a, yeah, I'm just curious as to see what's the next movie going to be like. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious too, but um, I have hope. You know, it's not like this movie was terrible, so I do have hope that this movie will even be better. I think now that they've established what, you know, their characters and what where they want to go and what direction. Um, and I think they do have doors that are opened up for them with the introduction of, in, introduction of Tails, and then the possibility of introducing Knuckles, which I think they should do. I don't know who to talk to about that, but I think they should do it. And um, I, I do think they have a lot of room to work with. So if they want to like take it in one direction and that doesn't work, they can always try a different way. I think they actually have more room to work with than like the Detective Pikachu series does, because I know they want to make more movies after that. But I don't know where else Detective Pikachu wants to go, considering. Right the whole point of Detective Pikachu was a Pikachu who could talk. So, uh, I don't know where they're gonna go with that, but I think Sonic has more room to work with than the Pokemon movies do. Yes, it, yes, because it was like, very finite um, the Detective Pikachu movie, because it's kind of like, he's already like, it's, it's got a beginning and an ending, but it didn't really leave much room for more stuff. Then the Sonic that the Sonic movie kind of like left the room to actually make another movie, right? But I mean, I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I, I was pretty excited to go see this movie. Um, so I, uh, I actually like this movie better than the Star Wars movie. So that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does say a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll go ahead and uh, shut uh, wind down. And it's really great talking with you about the Sonic the Hedgehog. Thanks for uh, being on the uh, the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great talking to you about Sonic. And I mean, I love talking about Sonic, so I would do it all the time. But <laughs> thank you for having me. All right. No problem. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. And I'm going to have uh, links for Alyssa's uh, stuff in the um, show notes. So you guys be sure to check out her. She does a lot of neat little videos. And, you know, you should go subscribe to her YouTube channel. Yes, please subscribe. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.